Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For what you're doing, we thank you for what you will do. Father, I will say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray, Lord, that your grace will come upon our lives in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen, 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 in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. We thank God for another week. We bless God for how far God is taking us, where he's he's bringing us from. Last week we kind of talked about our role as, you know, describing the priesthood and things like that, but... As we close the month, I feel that, you know, as God would have us, we would be, we would be, uh, we'll be pointing at an aspect or an issue around prayer. You know, we will probably learn a couple of things today that I believe that it is what we call prayer a, prayer, a system by which God supports. God's support system. You know, there was a time in my life when I was praying, when I was, I was just, I was in a church and I was just sitting by, and somebody, and I felt God was laying in, as I was thinking about different things, I guess God was laying in my heart. He said, the day your prayer life begins to take a stable level is when you understand why did Jesus go and pray every single time. Why? Because he was, he was God. He was God on earth. He, could, he didn't need to kind of, you know, to get things done as it were. And we'll be looking at that as when the Bible begins to look at how God sees the relationship between human and God. Someone will say, the Bible says that man always ought to pray and not faint. So that means that if you are not praying, you are fainting. Somebody described it as this. He said prayer, he said just as oxygen is to human, so is prayer to a Christian. And somebody said that because you cannot breathe, I can, I can take in oxygen now or fresh air. I can hold it, but I can only hold it for so long before I need another one to take in. And that is how the, the system of prayer is like. That is how the system of prayer is like. We'll see a young man who became king at the age of 16 in the scriptures. His name is Asa in 2 Chronicles chapter 16 from verse 6 to 9. The Bible says, Then then the king Asa called out men of Judah, carried away the building stones and the timbers that Pasha had, had been using to fortify Ramah. And Asa used these materials to fortify the towns of Geba and Misra. Verse 8, he says, Do you not remember what happened 
to the Ethiopians and Libyans and, and, uh, and, and their vast army with all the chariots then then at that time so God was God was talking to him to a servant he said can you not remember what happened the Bible says at that, at that time when you were still small you relied on God and he handed them over to you he handed them over to you he said the highs of the Lord he said, he said, sorry, he said, at that time you relied, you relied on the Lord, and the Lord handed them over to you. He says, the highs of the Lord is searching the whole world in order to, to strengthen those who had whose hearts are fully committed to him. But what what a fool you have been. From now you will continue. What, what, what was God saying? See. You, you, at a time when, when it seems like battle was hot, you knew how to seek me. But when you kind of knew, known, understood how to move the instrument of war from one place to another, he said, he said, but look, I was said, the heights of the Lord is searching the heart to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. When you read the English Standard Version, ESE, it says, and Asa took, um, let's go to verse, um, verse 9. It says, For the heights of the Lord is running through and fro throughout the whole head to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards it. He is looking to give them support. People who are who are saying, God, I need your help. He said, he said, don't you understand that God is eager? He's looking for them. For those, he said, he said, to give strong support to them who are seeking him. And you will see later in his life, in verse 12 of that scripture, he says. And in the 39th year of his reign, Asa had this, uh, was diseased in his feet, and his disease became very severe. Yet, in his disease, he did not seek God, but he sought the help of physicians. God was not against him seeking the help of, of doctors. But what God, what God was, what the scripture was pointing out was that he had become so intellectual, he had become so confident in himself that there was no need. And of course, sadly, that was what killed him. The Bible says, yet, even as things were that bad, he still didn't bother seeking God. We are looking now about how, and as we'll just show something to us as we kind of look at this together. If, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It says, now we're talking about prayer. It says, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Another version would say to me, the King James Bible would say to you, 
Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we obtain mercy and help for the time of need. Now, when you look at this scripture very well, we may not have read it in that way, but I want to open up a couple of things to you. You may not have, you may not have paid close attention to it. When you are saying that somebody is asking for mercy, what picture comes to mind? Somebody that needs mercy. There is a picture that comes to your mind. When you are looking, when you are talking about somebody that needs help, there is a picture that comes to your mind. But do you know that this too, in our own lingual way of, of viewing things, or in our own natural way of viewing things, it can, you cannot correspond it or it is not, you cannot link it to confidence or boldness. Do you get what I'm trying to say? When I say that somebody is bold, somebody is confident, you cannot link it to help because what we call boldness and strength means that somebody that that is self-sufficient. But so the Bible says, now come before the throne of grace with that boldness and yet you are there to seek for help. What am I trying to first of all establish? The fact that a man needs the help of God does not mean because he hasn't done anything wrong. The fact that see, the system, the help system of God, it is not only when you have, when you see that you've done something wrong, or you know, when you have sinned and you are not confident you come before God. You say, see, if I, if you were to do, let's give me, let me give you an example. Oh my God, if you were to give, if you were to minister to a place, to preach in a place. And probably you just buy, you know, as you, you, how do I put it now? You fell short one way or the other. When I mean fell short, maybe you fell into fornication. Then they now called you to come and minister someone. You know, because you would, you would feel so unworthy, you keep going, God, I need your mercy. God, just have mercy on me. Yes, that is important. But we are seeing another dimension here. He's saying confidence. So, when you were like, ah, you know, I, I, I have been praying and speaking in tongues for the past one week non-stop. You would see an example. No, when he, this way, when Jesus was talking, uh, a fish, um, Matthew chapter 5, verse, verse 3, we will look at just three versions of the scriptures. Blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. This is the version we normally probably use, or I guess. The Bible has said, God blesses, NLT said, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for Him. For this is the kingdom of God. God blesses those 
who are poor, not only poor alone, who realize that they need God's help. The question is now, Asa was at a point in his life, he did not think he needed support. Because every other thing was working well. That was why we were talking about the confidence and strength. At times we are so confident. We have this boldness. In fact, for some of us, and we'll get there, you can at least say, if you look at your prayer life, it's either praying against something or praying for something. There is no part where you are, where you are discussing your weakness before God. So we see, you can look at the ESC um, um, contemporary version. It says, it says, blessed are those people who, God blesses those people who depend solely on him. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. Let me give a description to you and you would kind of see what I am talking, what we are talking about, this kind of building a support system that connecting to that support system of heaven. It says here, Luke chapter 6 verse 10. We will see Jesus here. The Bible says, he looks around, this is Jesus, he looks around at them all, then he said to the man, stretch forth your hand. And the man did so. And his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the Lord were furious. And they began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. One of those days, that's one of those days that miracle was happening. After doing a crusade that that somebody was healed, God moved. The Bible says Jesus went to the mountains and prayed and spent all night praying. When we finish program, ah, please go. On. You have been fasting for five days. Ah, go and make all the food that I haven't had for for the for the past few 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 days. I need to I need to refresh. We say it is downtime. That's why I said that the support system I'm talking about is not only when, see, Jesus had just healed somebody. In fact, all those that have been mocking him could not say, ah, you know this man. He has proven to them. Then after that session, he went to the mountain and prayed all night. What was he praying for? When you get to this level, of when we get this understanding, then no matter, you will be one of those, if God gives you grace, you will be one of those that would pack, um, let's just use a, a private jet and go to the mountain and lie down before God. You say, ah, it doesn't have problem. Because their own support system only relies on when things are going wrong. But we saw the example of Jesus. 
The Bible says one of those days he went out to the mountainside to pray and he spent all night. Sorry. He spent all night. And the Bible says another scripture here as we read on. Sorry, time. The, 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 um, as, we, as, as we read on. Mark chapter, Mark chapter, um, chapter, Mark chapter one, Mark chapter one, verse thirty-five to thirty-seven. The Bible says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house, went off to a solitary place to. Where he prayed. Then Simon, the ones that only pray when there is trouble, when when the, the dedicated weeks are the weeks where they have special events coming up. They, those are the ones that when they want to minister, that is the when they begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that they woke up and they said, Excuse me, sir, why are you? Where, where have you been? Everybody's sleeping. We woke up, we couldn't find you. What drove Jesus early in the morning to the mountainside to pray? Because Jesus understands that when, that is why he keeps saying to people, what you see me do, it is not me. Because he's constantly connected with heaven. He's trying to, he's trying to do what, but he knows that you cannot, God cannot give you a sermon today. Some people, you know, they invite, they, they, they give you a topic or something to come and preach, or maybe to come and maybe come and sing or whatever it is, because you have never been to that kind of event before, or you think that that event is very big. You now fast and pray. But when they now invite you, and the event went well, when they invite you the next time to that event, you just pick up your mind and say, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Why? You, the dependent on heaven, you have already said to God, you know, hey, you know, thank you for the starting point. I can, I can handle it for you. At times, the challenge where God gives you the grace also, as a pastor, to be preaching almost every Sunday, you, it, it is expected that you would rely on him as if that is going to be the very first sermon you're going to preach. I don't know, I was talking to someone, I said, at times, I, I still, how let me know, on most occasions, I still, my heart still beats fast even preaching the church. Because you cannot afford. See, all this, uh, you know, we, we know how this works, we know how this works, we know how this works. Don't worry. What do you want to preach about? This, okay, let's go. <laughs> and what you will begin to see is that the impact will begin to drop bit by bit. Because why? Fresh oil is not coming upon that thing. It doesn't mean that the scripture has to change. Some of us, it is the only time when you change the scriptures, when you say, ah, I'm going to preach this when this person came the last time, but they will think this thing is not fresh. Say, God, please show me another one. 
So you know you you now preach new 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 dimension so that you know because you you've gone to that point you see that ah a couple of people here they were in the last place when I preached this sermon by the time they come they say ah by the time you start that scripture they will go look chapter this and this and this and this and this but people know that once they give you a sermon to preach this is the scripture you are going to go. Down. It, I'm not saying it is totally wrong, but what I'm saying is that you Jesus was approaching every day. Every time, as if it was a fresh opportunity. But that is not what we are taught, especially when it comes to the altar of prayer. I have this, I understand that there might be other things to it, but I was I used to say this to people. Why is it that anniversary services seem to be more powerful than your normal Sunday services? Could it be that our anniversary services, we fast for a week before we go into that service? But the normal Sunday service, you just turn up, some people even turn up from party to come and minister. And what we don't know is that the focus moves away from God. Because if it were to be about God, Every Sunday service, you would desire to be as impactful. Because guess what? Somebody could come to that service that day or listen to you via social media. And that might be the last time they may be able to hear the gospel. But if your own ministry is when there is special occasion, that is when you go and ask God. If, 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 if they say, oh, you know, you're just going to leave praise and watch, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. YouTube, um, let's pick selection. Just pick selection and just go there and say, oh, God, you know, then you sing. I'm not saying it's wrong, but what I'm trying to say is that you have not even bothered to take that to the altar of prayer. I am telling you how impact is sustained. How impact is sustained so that you don't start, we don't start to use things to prop up service. You know, when you people are not dancing, you say, okay, no, if you don't, if you don't jump up three times, then the danger of your enemy will know, oh yeah, save it, everybody goes, hey, man, just hype them up, hype them up, hype them up, hype them up to a point that then, you know. When the relying on the original. That is why when Jesus was teaching us the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, he said, give us today our daily bread. That means that to give me today what can sustain me today, I am, you, don't, you are not expected to, re, to rely on what you had today for tomorrow. That's why he said, give us today our daily bread. And you would see how, and this is one of the things that I hope that we would we would be continually cultivating. Somebody calls you, say, ah, please, I need to speak to you about something. Go to the place of prayer. It's God. See, once that habit is cultivated, you are, by his grace, you are guaranteed impact on a regular basis. But when you are only triggered 
by challenges. At times, the devil has, at times will give some people opportunity to, he will be the one protecting them from all challenges. Because he knows that, ha ha, you know. You know, they used to say something in Nigeria that there are some um, rats. When they are hitting your, the leg of that person, they will blow hair to you. That's what they do. They blow hair to you so that you will sleep. Then they will hit it again. Then they will blow hair. <laughs> so you will not know that they have already hitting your leg until you now put the foot down. You just jump and say, hey, what happened to me here? They'll be hitting. But they, they will hit it and blow hair. Beat it and blow hair. So that you know, you, you will feel, ah, you know, this, is, this, is, this is good. It's like they did when you are sleeping. So that you know, you will turn, you turn to another handle for them to see, to, to take another portion out. That's why the book of Revelation says that, it says, you think you are okay, you think you are alive, but you are dead. Why would people think they are alive? Because everything is working well. Let me see, this is what I'm trying to say, is that I would see a description of Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 18. Jesus, this is Jesus talking. No one can take it from me. He said, but I lay, down, I lay it down in my own accord. What was talking about his life? He said, I had the authority to lay it down, and I had the authority to take it back up. This command I have received from my father. Please, what does that mean? Jesus is saying, you know, I can, I can decide to do anything. I have the authority to lay down my life and pick it up. Now, it's just like you saying, you know, I can, um, what is the problem there? Oh, um, there's a blind man there. Bring him, bring him, bring him, bring him, bring him. Bring him. Eyes open, in Jesus' name. Eyes open, yeah. Another one, another one, anyone there? But you see how Jesus was, what was written about us in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Please take the picture of what we said earlier. The Bible says, during his, his days of, during the days of Jesus, Jesus' life on earth, he offered prayers and petition with fervent cry and tears to the one who is able to save him from death. Please, how can you relate that? To the scripture where he said, I can decide to do whatever I want to do. Because we have been taught that to ask for mercy, you have to be in a vulnerable place to ask for mercy. That's why the Bible says, let with boldness. Jesus realized that even though I have the authority, I still have to beg God. Say, God, I ask. I can, you can call me to preach on sanctification. I might have preached or I might have written 10 books about sanctification. But I will still go to God as if my life, no, not as if, because the freshness depends on it. I have no problem with it. But I see at times that, you know, some preachers will, will it, it may be right, you know, for your, in their own context. 
Lord, you will just page something of their book, page something of their book, and, things, and they're just going through it. I'm not saying it's not right, but what I'm trying to say is that you cannot depend on that. I'm not saying that you cannot, your notes are not important. They are important. But when you, when you finish your notes, do you relate, do, can you, can you, can you relate this to an aspect of your life that is actually going well? The places where you know you don't need to, you don't need to think twice, it's going to happen. Are you, if, maybe you are someone that this prophet, you know, when they wake you up like this, just give me the number, give me the name, I'll tell you what, what is going on in your house. Do you still hurt God? Crying with fervency. Father, I hurt for fresh oil. I cannot speak except you do. And the Bible says that though son, sorry, the Bible says with fervent, with, with fervent submission, son, though he was, um, sorry, let's go to the previous one. It says, no, no, please, no, no, not the previous one. That's slide. God bless you. It says, he was hard because of his reverent submission. God released help to Jesus, not because of his anointing or because he was, because he was, he was submitting his own authority. When he came before God, it looks like this guy had nothing else. But yet, when he was speaking, he said, I said, Excuse me, I have the right to take it and pick it up. This is a challenge between Christendom. Even as Christians begin to grow, the path, the path of submission becomes a challenge. Because even that's what I say, even some people's prayer altar has nothing to do with crying to God. The Father, I am still struggling. With a lie. No people say, I know I just lie once in a while. It's not, it's not, it's not a problem. It's not a problem, you know. And things like that. You know. Or God, ah, Father, see, I I just ministered in a place. People got healed. God, I'm asking, let your grace not depart from me. Let this not be my last. For and you pray all night on the crusade that happened. Rather than doing Instagram uh, posts. Power on the move. <laughs> and when power finally moved, <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. He told his disciples in March 26, he said to them, he said, the Bible says, he found them sleeping. He said, would you not wait one more hour? He asked Peter. He said, pray so that you don't fall into temptation. Please, what was bad about disciples sleeping? They never said that anything was wrong. Everything was okay. It was a regular day. But they never knew that quietness and peace at times, does not mean the absence of war. But Jesus was so used to it. He said, excuse me, wake up. I 
can feel that say, oh, sir, you know, we just finished one crusade. Please give us, let us rest. Ah, you know, under our hands, we are so clean. Father, Lord, you know, I just finished a crusade. Give me a break. I am not saying that cannot be a balance. But what I'm saying is that we are triggered by the next event that wants to happen. That's why when Jesus, God was talking about Jesus in Isaiah 42 verse 1, he said, here is my servant in whom I have, I, I uphold. That means I am the one strengthening him. I am the one, he said, he said, I have chosen him in my delight. He said, I will put my spirits on him. He will bring justice to the nations. The Bible says, he will not judge by what he sees. He will judge by only what he can hear the Father. He will not judge by sight. Because he's so connected to God. The Bible teaches us in Hebrews chapter 2, 12 verse 2, it says, fix your eyes. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Another example as I close this, is to look at Acts chapter 22, verse 3. This is Paul. Paul says, I am a Jew, born in Tyros of, of Cilicia. He says, or Celica, he says, I'm brought up in this city. I studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. What he's saying is that, see, Gamaliel was like, if, I'll let put it down. If they said that somebody studied under, uh, I don't know how much to put this, under, um, uh, um, okay, sorry, I mean, there are so many things I just, I'm just, Basically, um, is it Aristotle or other Pluto? Big thinkers. So Paul said, I studied under Gamaliel. I'm not, I went to Oxford. And in the Oxford I went to, I sat in the class of one of the greatest minds. I was thoroughly trained. I was not a quack. When it comes to talking, I know it's not hit and miss. I know what I'm talking about. So what I'm trying to say to you is that this is how Paul saw himself. Let's go to Ephesians 6. This is Paul talking. Pray for us that whenever we speak, the words may be given to me so that I can be fearless. This is the same man that was trained by Gamaliel. This is the man that said, no, I was thoroughly trained. I know my way through the scriptures. He said, he said but I am begging you, pray for us that we may be able to declare the word fearlessly, make known the mystery of the gospel. You will see it again. He was always asking for prayers everywhere. 
Colossians chapter 4 verse 3. It says, pray for us too that God may open the door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of which I am in chains. This is a man that understood how things work. See, <laughs> Paul normally throws it out once in a while because when he gets to some place and people are like, ah, he says, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, you know, except when he's talking to those Pharisees. Those people who think they know, excuse me, I was trained by the best mind of every one of you. Better shut up. So, when I'm talking to you, Paul normally throws it out once in a while. You cannot, and he does it at times when he sees that people are using intellectualism to kind of, excuse me, I know what I'm talking about. Because those Pharisees who say, we know the law. He said, aha, you have no, do you know who I am? Before I met Jesus, there was a day, a time when he was arrested. And he wanted to kill him. And he said, I'm a Roman. Everybody ran. Because you dare not, you dare, you dare not, you know. Why did he throw it in? <laughs> Let me show you guys who I am. Right? You know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not dumb. Because he's in your Peter. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. God help us in Jesus' name. Let's go back to that John chapter 6, verse 44. Now, this is Jesus. Who, who, who when he's speaking, the Bible says thousands will come. But yet he says, See, for every single one that comes, I have to depend on the Father to bring them. See, Jesus was basically saying that everyone that comes my way, see, you can see think that it is because I can speak or you can think that it's the miracles that I'm doing that's making them come. But actually, there is the Father that is pulling them one after the other. So what he's saying is that I cannot depend. This is not an excuse not to prepare. But he's saying after I have prepared, I need to go to God. God have mercy. Ashimono's wife was saying something and I will never forget. She said, she told her husband one day, that this was quite recent. Why is it quite recent? Because you know, they've been in ministry for a long time. She said that she told her husband one day, she said, I am panicking about mounting the podium. She, she said she was expecting him to say that, you know, ah, yes, just be yourself. Breathe in, breathe out. He said, you need it. Because you don't want to get to a day where you'll be declaring God's word as if. I went to preach at, at a wedding one day, I think, so, yeah. and, and I will tell you, I was WhatsApp and said, I'm panicking. My heart is panicking. I was preaching at, I was sharing the word at um, a Zoom, 60th birthday, something, and there were so many people on the call. I was, I said, I said, I'm panicking. I want to say the right thing as God wanted. See, that is what makes it fresh. Yeah. You see a pastor that was known some years ago, afterwards, Nobody's because you know you can pack yourself to say, I don't know, you know, this thing can work. Get the musicians ready. We are KF, 
What am I to say? Yes, I gotta say, you know, give me my key, let's move. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to say. And the keyboard goes, bam, and then you, go, yeah, and then, you, know, you shoot off. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to say. And what is happening gradually? People's lives are not in the family. They can hear, they will be excited, but the in heaven is not relying on it. Why? Because you have withdrawn yourself from the support of heaven. Please, that is why. That is why God was saying to me the other day, many years ago, when I said, He said, until you know what will make Jesus go on this, go climb the mountain to go and look for me, even though he can re resurrect the dead like that, then you understand why, why people like Paul remain effective even to the last day. When, as we close this, I want you to see wherever God has called you or whatever God see to bring the desire of heaven upon all that is you're doing. Constantly, you have to approach it as if it is such a new time. See, those in music will tell you, or those in footballers will tell you that, see, you cannot, the day you begin to practice as if you have arrived, that is the day you begin to come down. When I say, you know, I'm not going to practice, no, 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 I know, I know the, I know, I know how this works, I know how this works. By the time you begin to hear, you, I don't know how, I'm just, because, again, exclusive. <laughs> I used to play drums at that. Yeah, but now, because you don't, because you just, you just think that. But with time, see, even if you are born with a gift, if you think that that gift is already made, now they'll be singing. You'll be doing pa pa pa. What is he doing? He's trying to play drums. And that is how the presence of God. When you become used to it, you think you know how it works. Can you imagine a football player, even in COVID, lockdown, you saw there are pictures of them, even in their, in, their, in their places, they kept on practicing. Why? Because you can't. Can you imagine they didn't practice all through COVID? You now turn up on the pitch. You get to run gun will become will become Allah. God will grant us grace in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Do you know how intense their trainings are? Even while you go in your house, you'll be training like a madman. Maybe some of them, their children have never seen it before. And they're like, why are you going through this kind of strain on yourself? Take it easy. It doesn't happen that way. Because the day they see, I will hand you this way. Somebody said, a, a description that has been in my heart for a long period of time. A boxer that is training inside the ring is guaranteed is going to be carried out. If you say, pat down, run one, say, okay, how do I move? Right, left, right, left. Why can't I do right, left? <laughs> you are God. 
There is no boxer that trains inside the ring. Everybody trains outside. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. And as we look at this, there is this song as we close. Abide with me. And this was um, written by Henry Francis when he was he was on his sickbed. He was dying of tuberculosis. And it was it began to pen that poem and that song. Abide with me. When I appear helpless, I am asking that you are the help of the helpless. And when whatever it is that God has called you to do, no matter how small you think it is, learn to rely on God. Let him know that he's, you are clinging on him. Let him know that you are clinging on him. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.